welcome official bitches and fellas. Um, so recap to last week's episode is, what was last week's episode? Oh, um, and, and learning. Uh, you guys, first of all, are my people. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%, which I say that all the time, but on another level this time, I had a few of you, like two or three of you, maybe even four of you write me and say, Hey, are you okay? And I was like, Hmm. And we're going to get into that a little bit further, but I loved that you guys did that. Um, and someone wrote me and was like unlearning, but how do you unlove? And I'm like, Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, we'll also get into that a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I always love the feedback. Love it. Whether it's like two people or 10 people or 20 people love the feedback. Um, I think that was it for the recap. Yeah. Dating life. Um, nothing's changed. Um, Mexican with no boots still around. Um, I don't know how much longer Mexican with no boots is going to be around. And it's not that I don't necessarily like the Mexican with no boots. It's just not there. It's not there. I mean, we have fun together. He's cool. One thing that I do, um, that I do like a little test in a sense of, um, dating is that they have to be okay with like me, um, talking to people in the bar and everything. And I think I told you guys about this before, but he passed that with flying colors. Like I was very impressed by it. Um, but like, there's a lot that I like about Mexico with no boots. And then there's a lot that I don't like. And I think that I'm trying to force myself to like him because I'm trying to, let myself be loved in a sense, but it's just not there. It's just, we don't have that connection. Um, but either way, he's still around. I don't know for now. I'm not going to see him for a while for at least like three or four weeks. So I'm good with that. Um, we'll see where we pick up again. Um, and then Argentinian pilot is still around. Love the Argentinian pilot. Um, not necessarily like, I don't know. I like him. It's crazy. Cause I say this a lot. Like I like him. I like him a lot because I like everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, in the all in the realm of things, I usually like people like I like everybody. So throw a guy in there that's attractive and potential. Then you're like, Oh, I really like him. Um, so I don't know. You guys are going to be like, you really like the last one. Yeah, I know. Um, But I do. I like this guy. I like this guy on a friend level. I am attracted to him. Um, So we'll see. But drum roll, please. Um, I met someone last week. And that was the best date I've been on in a really, really, really long time. Not only that, I was crazy attracted to him. Um, it was almost, and don't, don't think that this person's like my soulmate or anything, but it was almost soulmate 
style first date. Like when Soulmate and I, the first day we met, I think I told you guys, we sat there for hours. Like I think we were there for like four hours um, and didn't, there was no break in conversation. There was, it was beautiful first date. Um, and that's what kind of set the rest of the mood for the rest of our relationship. That date was the end all be all. Um, and that was the type of date I had with this guy. Um, he doesn't have a stage name yet. Viv and I were trying to like think of one. Um, I, there's nothing yet. Um, there were a few little things that I was like, oh, I could call him this. I could call him that. Um, one was the couponer, which that's a long story. Um, the other one was, um, the Yankees fan because he is a Yankees fan and Michael mother is a Yankees fan. So I knew that that would like make her happy. Um, and those, I think those were the only two. Um, but he, he's great. Um, I, we had an amazing first date. Amazing. So amazing that like when he was walking with my car, he was like, when can I see you again? And I felt the same way. Like I felt like I want to see him again. And when I woke up the next morning, like I couldn't wait to talk to him. Um, and I haven't had that in a really long time. So we'll see where this one goes. It's brand new. We've only been talking for like two weeks and then we barely met. Um, so it's still brand new, but, um, he was great either way. We'll keep you updated on that. I don't know what we're going to call him, but I'll get a stage name for him. Um, I hope you guys went and listened to the good noodles podcast. Um, it was fun. It was great. It is a good thing. I haven't heard from any of you saying like, Oh, I listened, you know, whatever. So go listen to it. If you're bored, just play it in your ear, whatever. Um, what else? I think that's it. Um, so I know when we started all of this podcast, um, I told you guys I was going to be raw and open and tell you guys everything and keep you along on this journey. And, um, it was supposed to, you guys are definitely, definitely my diary. And one thing I haven't been showing you guys lately are my downfalls. Um, I mean, I don't for a lot of reasons. One is I tried to not stay in that spot for a long time. And two is I, um, don't want to like damper everyone, you know, However, I do have these groups of listeners that go through or are going through or have went through these downfalls. And in my TikTok world, when I go through that fucking rabbit hole, I see it often. And um, recently, um, I seen a girl on TikTok who was was in her car, literally just mascara running down her face, bawling her eyes out. I'll never understand why people record that, but either way. Um, And she's like, when is this going to end? When am I going to be over him? When am I going to feel okay? When am I going to feel complete again? 
I just want this to be over. Like, this is so hard and I'm so tired of being strong. And I have never related more to a TikTok in my life. I no longer cry like that. I haven't cried like that in a long time. Um, I do still cry though. Um, but it's, that's what people don't talk about. What people don't talk about, including myself, is that these hard days never end. It is literally a never ending cycle. Um, and in my case, it's a lot harder Um, I mean, I'm not saying like than anyone, but in my case, it's harder because I am hard on myself and I'm going to get through that in a second, but I get mad at myself. I get frustrated with myself. I try to gather myself a lot quicker, um, than I probably should sometimes. Now, I don't know how many of you have wrote me throughout the year and told me, Tina, you deserve so much better. Tina, get over him. Tina, how could you still love him? Tina, he's this, that, and the other. Tina, remember what he did to you. And don't get me wrong, I appreciate it all. And I need those words. I need those words of, in a sense anger, hate, um, disgust, whatever it is that you guys, or even if it's just looking out for me type thing. Um, I need those to remind me. I do. Um, it's not just you guys telling me I have learned, I learned years, not years ago, months ago to no longer write him. I used to write him fucking novels of feelings and thoughts and everything And now I just put him in a book, in a journal, and anything I need to tell him, I will put on there. So I will sometimes go in there and read those things to remind myself of it, of why I should not love this man. Now, here's the thing. That's the key word, should not. I love that man. And... I can't unlove him. It's it's impossible. Eventually, I know I will. Eventually, I will get to a point that he is a distant memory. But for right now, he's front and center. And that TikTok video is literally the story of a heartbroke, a heartbroken person's life. It is 1000% a grieving process. Um, you, in my case, as you all know, I woke up one day and he was gone and I wasn't prepared for it. And one crazy thing that I don't think I've ever shared with you is about a month or two maybe even three, it had been a while that right before everything happened, I kept having dreams that my ex-husband was dying, that he died. And in these dreams, um, he would die like these very sudden deaths. Like there was a car accident. There was um, 
one of him like caught in a fire. Um, there was one of us like running somewhere and he like fell off a cliff or he got lost or something like there were they were very vivid dreams and I would wake up in a panic and when I had the dream about and he would die in all these dreams and when I had the dream about the car accident I remember I had to go to work that day and before I left to work I begged him to not leave the house because that's how real it was to me and I kept telling him like, I feel like you're going to die. I feel like God is sending me these dreams because you're going to die. Like, I need you to stay home and be safe. Like, I became very fearful. And he would always tell me, like, I'm fine. It's okay. I'm fine. Like, I can go. Like, and he would always try and reassure me, like, it's okay. Well, when he stepped out of that shower that day and my husband was dead, I, it took me a while but I realized I was being prepared that he was going to suddenly die and I needed to learn how to live without him. And that was something that was fucking huge to me. Like that was like, whoa, mind blowing to me that how in the world did I like, how was I being warned? Like he wasn't going to physically die. He was going to die to me and I was going to need to learn how to live without him. And that was crazy. It was crazy. Now I'm almost two years out of not living with this man. I'd say it's obviously it's definitely been an adjustment in so many levels. Um, but I haven't stopped mourning him. I haven't stopped missing him. I haven't stopped loving him. I'm no longer in love with him. Um, but I miss my husband tremendously. And it hits me at fucking the craziest points of my life. Um, little tiny things can trigger it. And one of those things um, is... Recently, I was out with some friends and um, he, I was talking to a friend of ours and he knows my ex and he also knows me. He hangs out with both of us. He sees both of us, whatever. Um, He is actually one of the ones who met my ex's girlfriend, -girlfriend. ex-girlfriend. So... Anyways, he's telling me a story and he's telling me a story about other people, right? Like he's trying to set the scene for me and he tells me, okay, it would be like you and my ex-husband, but he said his name, you guys are sleeping in bed in your house. Kids are asleep, blah, blah, blah. And he goes on with the story. That little sentence triggered a whole fucking snowball effect for me. And he didn't mean it in any type of way. He wasn't trying to bring up me and him. He wasn't trying to bring up past. He wasn't, there was nothing that this man meant. But that sentence, you and him are laying in the bed and your kids are in the room, was like, holy shit. And the initial reaction it brought to me was, people don't believe this is real. 
people don't live in the reality of him and I. People don't see that this, people haven't come to terms or understood that this is no longer us. We are no longer a team. We are no longer together. We are no longer a unit. And this guy does. This guy completely does. But that's where it took my mind. And I, it took me back to North Dakota that all these people were telling me, you guys are just in a rough patch. Or even explaining to other people like, oh, they're going through things right now. And it's like, we're not. Like, we're not together. We're not going through something. Like, we're not together. And, but those little things give me glimmers of hope. Of hope that um, it's going, this is temporary. And the thing is, I don't want it to be temporary. And that's where I get so angry at myself. Because I can break down. And right now, as I'm talking to you, I've probably been in this bad spot for about two weeks now. And... I can break down and cry every single day, every single night, every single morning and miss him to the point that the other day, I'm going to try not to get emo in this episode. (laughs) The other day, um, I was crying because the song came on me and the kids, the kids like dancing. So we were like dancing and it was just playing songs and a song came on and it was a song that him and I used to dance to all the time. Like it was our song. It didn't matter where we were. We would always find each other and go dance to the song. And when the song came on, I just broke down. And my son, he's like, mommy's crying. And I used to never cry in front of my kids. Um, I'd walk away. I'd lock myself in the room. I'd make sure that they never see me cry. Um, but at some point my therapist told me like, you need to cry in front of them. You need to make sure that they see your emotions. You need to let them know that emotions are okay. You can explain yourself to them to their knowledge of a two-year-old, but you need to let them know that it's okay to cry, that it's okay to see mommy sad, that you aren't always happy and you know, whatever. So now I cry in front of them. So my son's like, mommy's crying. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what's wrong, mommy? What's wrong? And I told him, mommy misses daddy. And my daughter, my my daughter, the one that's his princess. I mean, they both are, but my daddy's girl daughter. She's like, I miss daddy too. And I just thought, like, these kids are never going to know that. We had a great relationship. Like these these kids are never going to, as much as you guys who don't know, I mean, a lot of you don't know us personally, don't know our relationship, but only know the bad parts of him. Um, you'll never know the good parts. You'll never know how in love we were. You'll never know how great our marriage and relationship actually legit was, how perfect things were and I mean as perfect as I wanted them I needed them to be I mean in a sense like no marriage is perfect but you get what I'm saying we had a great relationship um and that takes me to a lot of different places of 
little things that I miss, little tiny things like joking around with him. Um, I can see something, a meme, a TikTok, a quote, anything, and want to, to this day, still send it to him because I know he would die of laughter of it. Like, you have to unlove and unlearn them from your life. And it's hard. It's very hard. So when that song came on, it was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm never going to dance with him to this ever again in my life. And no matter what, no matter who I'm with, this song is always going to be tied to him. And those little tiny triggers, I've, I've learned how to deal with them. I've learned how to tuck them away. I've learned how to fill them, love them, send them away, right? But when I fall into these week-long meltdowns, basically, um, I get mad at myself. Because I have all the tools, I have all the knowledge, I have every fucking idea and therapist and everything in the world at my fingertips and I've fucking done it for so long and I can have all 300 of you writing me and telling me you're stronger, you're better, he's trash, you can do better, someone's going to love you better, like I mean, you guys can tell me everything in the fucking book and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can look at him and think we will never, ever work again. But down at the bottom of my heart, it doesn't matter. I just want him. I just miss him. I just need him back. And even me saying I need him back is like vomit for me. Because I don't, and I know I don't, and I know I don't even want him back. I've looked at our situation and thought, how would it ever work? And the truth is, it probably would never work, ever. Um, Someone recently told me, the only way you two will work is if you move out of the fucking state and you no longer have influences and he can't be around girls and you can't be around your friends and you guys can't be around your families and you guys would be beautiful together and that person is 1000% correct I know it I know that the influence of our lives will always fuck us up especially because he's very easily influenced um and I, when I can't handle things, this, I, I lean on people. So I know that this person's right. And this person knows both of us very well. So I know that I don't want him back. I know that I've come so far, bitches, fellas, I've come further than I've ever imagined ever, 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 um, But it doesn't change anything. And that's what people don't understand. You can hate the person, but you cannot unlove them. And at one point, um, my therapist asked me, what was the worst thing he's ever told you? Like, give me an example 
or what is the thing that sits so strongly in your heart and your mind that he's ever told you. And I stayed quiet and I was like, I don't know, that's hard. And she's like, just think, just think of something that you can't get out of your head. And I just started bawling. And she was like, talk to me, tell me, tell me what you're thinking. And I said, he once told me that dumb motherfucker is never coming back. And he pointed to a picture of himself. And she was like, okay. She's like, but what's the worst thing he's ever told you as a person? And I was like, that. And she's like, okay, explain to me. And I said, that was a moment that I knew he died. That was a moment that I knew I was never getting him back because he looked at himself as the man that I loved. The picture that he pointed to was him and I. And we were fine in that picture. We were in love. We were happy. And when he looked at that person, that man, as a dumb motherfucker, and he told me he's never coming back, it killed me. And she said, how do you know he's gone? And I told her, because I could see his eyes in a room full of a million people. I could feel his hands if I was blind. And neither of those, I haven't seen them in a really long time. They don't exist anymore. And she was like, wow, that's pretty deep. And I was like, yeah, he is no longer the man. And I know it physically, mentally, emotionally. He is no longer the man that I loved. He's, he doesn't exist. And I tell myself that every single day that I see this man, I tell myself, I don't know this man. Let this man go. I don't know this man. Let this man go. And I tell myself that to protect myself so that I don't ever break down in front of him, so that I don't ever need him, so I don't ever want him to hug me or so I don't ever tell him anything. I do that to protect myself. But now that we're so far into it, I know that I don't want anything from that man. I don't. And recently someone asked me, why do you think it bothers you so much that like, you like why why can it still bother you so much basically that he like has girlfriends and I'm like it doesn't bother me like it really doesn't like truthfully bitches and fellas it does not bother me I shared him while we were married it doesn't bother me I'm not jealous of these girls I don't worry about these girls I think he's never gonna change you guys go for it like I don't care um but what bothers me is that he gets to move on so easily. And I'm still here picking up all the pieces that he broke of me. And my wise friend told me just this past week, he told me, Tina, I think you would do better if you got into a relationship and let that person help you heal. And I agree 1000% because... 
I am a relationship person. I love love. I'm a giver. I am romance. I'm a romancer. I, I love it all. I love being in a relationship. I am more of a relationship person than I am this dating person that I am. But I can't bring myself to be in a relationship because I, A, still love my ex-husband. B, I'm not fully healed. C, I don't love myself enough yet to be in a relationship. And D, I don't want to hurt anyone. So I hold back from what could potentially be the end-all be-all of my healing. But I hold it back because... I still need to pick up all these pieces and I need to do this respectfully, maturely to get through this in the way that I'm supposed to get through it. But then I look at him and he's just moved on. He just doesn't care. He's just like, okay, like, yeah, I did this, that, and the other. And There's never been an apology. There's never been a conversation. I left someone after 18 years and that's okay. I'm over here and I'm already in love with the third person. Like I've already been in all these relationships and now I'm in this one and I'm fine and I'm happy and I'm living my life and I'm the happiest I've ever been and all these things. But so my, my anger, my jealousy, my hurt and all of that doesn't come from me being jealous of the person that he is. It comes from how, how, how are you doing this? Like, how is this even okay? How do you just move on like nothing? And I'm still here like crying every other fucking week and missing you and wondering what the fuck happened and reminding myself of you and all these things. And I could be wrong. I mean, he could be going through the motions himself and I'd never know. I mean, obviously you guys know because I tell you guys, but he could be going through all of it and I'd never know. But I've never seen a glimpse of it. I've never, ever, he's never, ever contacted me with anything other than hatred, spewing hatred at me. He's never told me like anything nice or anything along the lines of regret or miss or I'm sorry or anything of the sort. It's usually just like you're a dumb bitch or whatever. So... In my mind, I'm thinking like, no, he's completely fine. Like he practically is living with this new girl. And I'm over here like, don't even fucking come to my house. Like, so it's it's hard for me to um, get through the idea that he's just living his life with other people. Like I'm living my life. Like I'm... I'm living it. Like I I know I am. Like I'm going out, I'm seeing other people, I'm dating, I'm traveling, I'm doing, I'm living the damn thing. But I'm not living it with a significant other. I'm not living it as a couple. I'm not living it with jumping from one girl to the next girl to the next girl. I mean, guy, rather. I'm doing it my own way. And maybe that's the way he needs to do it. I don't know. I'm not I'm not bucking him if that's what he's going to do, whatever. But what I'm saying is that's where it bothers me is that I can't get myself out of this rut because I'm still trying to dig myself out of this rut without hurting anyone in the process. Yet you are able to just, gone. It's over. It's done. 18 years. Goodbye. Have a great day. 
And it kills me. It kills me. So when I see his newest thing is he FaceTimes the kids and I know he's with her. And I know he's with her for various reasons. But when he does that, I cannot deal. It triggers the fuck out of me. Like, so bad. I get mad, mad anxiety. I feel like heat come over my body. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I try to avoid it. I, And the problem is I have to see it because my kids don't know how to hold the phone themselves yet. So they're just like throwing it around everywhere and he's trying to talk to them. And so like, I have to allow it. And it's just like, I can't do it. So those, those have been killing me lately as well. Like that has been tearing me apart lately. So anyways, um, I don't know what it takes to get through these hard days, but you guys see me as getting through it. You guys see me as, Hey, Tina's a fucking bad bitch and she's gotten through and she's so strong and she's this and that and she's a wonder woman and blah blah blah. like you guys send me all these encouraging thoughts all the time and I appreciate it and it's not that I don't think that I am but I have these hard ass fucking days and they are there's no end in sight they are never ending to me they really are and I look at my life and think when are these ever going to end? When am I ever going to feel okay? Am I going to go on the rest of my life and think there's just always this void? Am I going to eventually be with someone and like be in a long-term relationship with this person and have a family with this person and he comes in and all of that? But am I always going to fill this void that I feel now? Like, is it always going to be there or is it going to go away? Am I going to one day wake up and be okay? Like, I know that I'm no longer in love with him. I know that I no longer want him back. But I never stop missing him. I never stop thinking about where it was, where we went wrong. I never stop thinking about was, did he lie to me our entire marriage? I never stop thinking about who is this man? I never stop thinking about does he did he ever love me and does he care that I'm so broken? Um I never stop thinking about all of it. And there's this trauma bond that I have with him, a very very strong one that's almost an addiction in a sense. And it's something that is so hard to get through. It's something that's so hard for me to break. And I mean, I've read the books. I've been to therapy. I've watched the videos. I've read the articles. I've studied this fucking shit like no other. And it's real. It's real. It happens. It's out there. People take years to get through it. I am living it. I am living proof that this thing does exist. Um, And this is what I'm going through. But when does this fucking trauma bond end? Like it's, it literally takes over your life. And that TikTok girl, when I seen it in her face, I just thought, I get it. I feel this to the core of my soul that when does it end? When am I going to feel normal again? 
when am I ever going to look at my life and think it's complete again? Because I literally feel incomplete. And he's all in my mind, I feel like he's always going to carry this piece of me. And I'm never going to get that piece back. And he took it with him. And I'm just always going to be in this spot. And am I going to be this stagnant forever? And that scares the living shit out of me because I don't want to be here forever. I can't be here forever. I can't. It's literally mentally, emotionally impossible to stay in this spot. But I don't even know when it ends. I don't even know where the fucking trail is to get out of it because I've done it all. I've done it all and it doesn't work. And they say time heals all wounds. And I and my therapist always tells me, stop looking at time limits. Stop looking at the time that has passed. Stop putting times on things. You need to stop doing that. And I know that that's a problem of mine. But then I look at things and I'm like, dude, it's been almost two years. How is he still in my fucking head? How is he basically living with someone? And I'm like still over here like, what the fuck? And she always tells me it's because you have a conscience. It's because you really loved him. It's because you actually grieve him and you actually lost something. Like she, she, my therapist is constantly trying to make me see that we're not the same. And I know that, but it's just like how and when. And like I said, maybe he does feel all these things. I don't know. But I know for me, I could never, I could never be what he is to these women and be okay. Like, I'd be like, I'm fucking lying to you, sir. I'm sorry. Like, I totally like you, but like my heart, piece of my heart's still over here and I need to be truthful with you about that. Maybe I'm too honest. I don't know. But I get to these points that I'm at right now where I feel hopeless I feel very hopeless of the future and not the sense of being um, that I'm going to be alone forever or things like that, but hopeless in the future of maybe this is just my new normal and I have to learn how to live with my new normal. But the thing is, I can't accept it as my new normal. I can't live my whole life missing somebody. But I don't know how to not miss him. I don't know how to unlove him. I don't even know how to not be there for him. Like, a big part of me, and I've said this before, and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've talked to people about this. A big part of me, and this may sound like insane to some of you, is and this again this is my perception this is my mentality thinks that this isn't my husband the man that's walking around for the past almost two years is not the man that I know that man is completely lost and he's broken and he can't find his way back and When I think about him as in that form, I think I can't leave him because 
what if one day he comes back and he's like, you knew I was broken. You knew I needed you. You were the only one who knew the truth and you left me. And that scares the living shit out of me. Because in all of everything, I can tell you guys everything. He can tell whoever he wants everything. But at the end of the day, it's him and I that know each other the most. It's him and I that know the truth. It's him and I that know exactly what's going on. And I think I have this fucking scenario in my head that I play over and over that one day he is going to tell me that. That one day he's going to come back to me and be like, you knew. You were the only one who knew that I needed you and you still left me. And I don't know how to live with that because I look at him like, yeah, I'm your wife and I'm supposed to be there for you. Like, I'm supposed to love you. I'm supposed to fix you. I'm supposed to take care of you. I'm supposed to be the one next to your hospital bed. I'm supposed to be this person to you. And just because you fucked me over doesn't mean that I need to do it to you. And that's where my mentality gets so fucked up. I don't think about that all the time, but I know it's something that holds me back. I know it's something that I look at and I think I'll let him be this person that he wants to be, but I'm going to be here when my husband comes back. And it's, it fucks me up. It fucks me up tremendously. Um, but these are the things that come with getting over a heartbreak, not even healing. I'm not even going to say healing because it's not, I don't think it's part of the healing process because I've learned how to heal. I've, I've, I've learned so much so that I don't even have therapy every week anymore. I've gotten through that whole thing. Like I, I have the tools. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what's right from wrong. I know the way I'm supposed to think. I know the way I know all the truths. You guys can sit here and write me letters and I will be like, yeah, I know you're right. I know you're right, but it doesn't make a difference. You can tell me, my therapist can tell me, my doctor can tell me, my mom can tell me, my sister can tell me, my brother can tell me, everyone in the fucking world can tell me. And I know you're all right, but it's not going to change anything because my heart still loves that man. How? I don't know. I have no fucking clue. No clue. But it's real and it's there and I don't know how to get away from it and I don't know if I ever will and I don't know if I'm always going to have this missing piece and I'm just going to learn how to live without it. But you guys see the strong Tina. You guys see this Tina that moves on and dates and has fun and is always smiling and, and that's who I am. I'm not saying I put on this mask. I have at least learned When I'm having a breakdown or I need a mental health day or I need to be alone or I need to cry or I whatever, I've learned how to do it. I've learned how to show it. I've learned how to deal with it. I do all of that. So I'm not saying I'm putting on this facade again. I don't, I will never do that again. But I am saying I don't share with you guys the hard parts. And these past couple weeks have been hard. And the couple of you that wrote me and was like, hey, your voice is a little different. Are you okay? Um, That really like hit the bottom of my ticker because I thought like, wow, you guys are so in tuned with me. Like you guys totally know me. And my other comadre 
she's my empath. This girl can literally, I don't talk to her every day. I don't see her often, but she will literally text me randomly out of the blue and be like, hey, are you okay? And I will always ask her why. And she'll say, I just feel like something's not okay. And I'll break down because it's almost like she has this connection to me that she doesn't even need to be near me to know that like I need her. And she's a tough lover. So I can tell her like, no, I'm not okay. Like this, that, and the other. And she'll be like, okay, you need to stop, blah, 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 which is what I need. I mean, I need that tough love because obviously I'm fucking squishy and I don't know how to like say fuck you to people. Um, but she's my total empath. But the problem is I'm his empath. I can feel him. He doesn't, we don't say one word to each other when we do pick up and drop offs. Not one word, have not in a really long time. But I can see from the moment he opens his truck door and steps out and starts walking towards my door, I can see if that man is broken that day. I can see if that man's going through something that day. I can tell. I can feel it. I know it. And he will tell me until he's blue in the face that he's fine. And that's fine. I don't even ask him anymore. But I know. And I can look. I can see when he's stressed. I can see when he's sad. I can see when he's mad. I can see when he's giving up. I can see it all. And I just, because I'm his empath and because I care and because I don't know how to hate him, no matter what, no matter what he puts me through, I don't know how to hate this man. I, it's hard for me to let go. And I don't know. I don't, I don't close myself off to the world. I don't. If someone, look at soulmate, if soulmate were to call me tomorrow and be like, that's it, let's just lay it all out, let's just fucking be together, let's start our life, I'd be like, got it, I'm there with you. Um, but soulmate's one person, and that's one person that can do that. Other than that, there, I don't think I'd ever allow anyone in as close as I've let in soulmate at this point in my life. Um... But if I did, I'm sure my wise friend is right. I'm sure if I let someone in, I would be okay. I, I'm sure that's probably what I need. I just have to get out of the mentality that I am going to hurt my ex or that I'm going to hurt them. And I don't know. I don't know when that will be. And sometimes I look at Mexican with no boots and I think I fight you because you adore me and you want all of this with me, but I fight you because you are coming too close. And that's a, that's a whole nother fucking episode, but, um, it's, it's not an easy road. And if you're on it, bitch fella, I'm sorry. Just fucking keep swimming. Just keep swimming. I don't know where the end is. I have no idea. I haven't even found it. I don't know if there ever is one, I hope if someone's listening to this and they've been through this and they've been through a divorce and they, when they weren't ready for that divorce, you guys can write me and tell me, girl, it took me 10 years. It took me 15 years. It took me this, that, and the other happening. It took whatever, but I've gotten through it. Like I need those words right now because I don't see it. And I'm not saying like I'm hopeless, like I'm becoming depressed or I feel like 
you know, I'm never going to be happy. I don't feel that way. Like, I know I'm happy. Like, I know I don't want any of you to worry about me. Like, I'm okay. I really am. I'm just having a setback. And if you guys listen to this episode as well and compare it to old setbacks, I mean, they're night and day. And I know that myself now. Like, I can cry for like five minutes and then be like, okay, put my hair up. Let's go. I got dishes to do. I got whatever. And it's not a mask. It's just, okay, I cried it out. I got through it. We're going to move on and keep going. And maybe I'll cry again at night, but I'm going to do the same thing. Before, I'd cry, lay in bed, not eat. I'd, I was a mess. So I've come really far. It's just, I have these setbacks. So anyways, um, sorry I got emo on you guys. Sorry I brought it back down to fucking real shit again. Um, we'll come back with a fun one next week. Actually, I think I'm bringing Ava back. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, let me know. Let me know your stories. Let me know how you got through things. Let me know. I mean, give me that tough love. If you guys want to write me and be like, bitch, listen to me. Like, like do it, do it. Those help me. Like, believe it or not, guys, I will go back to my messages sometimes and be like, what did this person tell me? And I will go back and find it and it would be a subscriber, a listener, whatever. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, okay. Like I, this is what I need to hear today. This is what I need to tell myself today. And I, they help me. So like, if you guys want to fucking rip me a new one, go for it, go for it. Like, cause I need that too. Like I'm a tough bitch. Like you're not going to hurt me. Um, all right. Um, fuck the world. Be happy. Have a great week. Uh, sorry, this was late. Holidays always fuck it up. I don't know why, but I always lose track of time. Um, all right. And, oh, I was told that I have to give you guys my Instagram handle because I never say it. It's 31 flavors podcast, 31 flavors podcast. I also have a TikTok, haven't posted on it yet, but it's the same thing. 31 flavors podcast. All right, bitches. Love you. Talk to you soon.